Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Okay, welcome everybody to today's episode where we are talking about creating vision in your motherhood because this is Motherhood Simplified, but I will let you know that all of these things that we're going to talk about will apply to any area of your life that you are wanting to improve, that you are wanting to create a vision for, that you are wanting to set goals in and actually accomplish them. So, hey Heather, Lindsay says, I really need to work on my goals and mom vision. Okay. So Lindsay is in the motherhood simplified course. Actually, so is Kristen. Actually, so are a lot of you guys who are watching (laughs) right now live. Um, but the motherhood simplified course is the course that I created to really help you create a strong vision for your motherhood and take ownership of not only your days, but your entire season of motherhood through your mindset, your priorities, through your routines. Hey, Kara. Hey, Reese. Um, just kind of like all of the moving parts of motherhood and making sure that you are making the most of it. It's not so much about decluttering. It's about everything else, simplifying and mastering everything else. And in that course, I am actually going to be, I, I already have it like halfway done. Surprise. It's not up there for you guys yet, but I am teaching you guys how to create a vision for your, for your entire life, <laughs> the big, huge vision, your mission as a mom, as a person, how to set goals within that and how to create a vision board, because that is something that you guys have asked for for a long time. And like always, I'm never going to teach you something that I haven't done myself or that I haven't figured out for myself enough to feel like I can actually teach it to you guys. So I've figured it out. I'm going to be adding that into the motherhood simplified course. There's a lot of you guys saying, I want to do it again. I need to do it again too. I've already done it once. Um, so that is coming. I should have it up by the end of the week, which is this week is June 10th, 2019. And then the beginning of July, I'm going to be running a group coaching session for the moms who are currently in that course. And then of course, all new moms who join before we start. I'm super excited about it because you guys have been asking, you have been asking and asking like, how do I do a vision board? How do I create a vision? Like, how do I set these goals? How do I actually make this stuff happen for myself? And that's what that new section is going to be all about. Really detailed, really thorough, very specific, very hands-on, of course, because I'm going to coach you through it. Um, But we're also going to talk about it today as well on this episode. So we might as well just get into it right now. So <laughs> um, I'm going to start by telling you guys how it used to be for me because I like to let you guys know I've been there, where you're at now. I feel you. I was you. Hey, Corey, you made it. I feel you. I was you. I struggled with the same things. And then I'm going to tell you what I did to get out of it. So Honestly, it's only been like the last two years or so that I really feel like I have gotten a grip on the vision that I want for my life and have been able to start making that happen. Okay. It's only been like the last two or so years. And really, honestly, the last like six months or so has been where I 
where I've finally been like, okay, pretty soon I feel like I'm going to be able to teach everybody here in Motherhood Simplified how to do this too. Um, so that's really exciting. I finally figured it out after so many years, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you a little bit about James and our differences um, and how he really helped me a lot. And I've talked about it to you guys before. You guys have asked me to do this before, him and I doing an episode together. Hey, Sierra, you made it just in time for the good stuff. Um, he's really good at this and has always been really good at it. And I think, honestly, it's because he is a freak of nature. And <laughs> I, I don't know how he's always been so good at it. But when he did like personality tests and stuff, um, he's always in like this weird, tiny, teeny, tiny fraction of the population that is just good at these types of things. So he's always been really good at it. And I remember, yeah, you made it. Yes, you made it live. Um, I remember when we were first together, um, you know, I think he always had like a pretty strong vision of like entrepreneurship. He had already been an entrepreneur before he had met me. He already had this really clear vision and this really strong drive and intense push to provide for his family. So he's always had that and his business back then looked different than it does now. But even back then, I think about things and I'm sharing parts of his stories that, that I'm like, hey, if you listen to this episode, sorry, sorry, husband, like apologizing in advance for telling your story. Um, but he used to do like cable contracting. And I remember like a few years after we had been together, like my daughter or our daughter was probably about one. He like built this proposal basically and sent it off to the CEO of the like biggest cable company in Alaska and was like, I want to do this for you. I'm feeling maxed out in my position right now. This is my business. This is what I do. He submitted it to him and was going to like grow it. It didn't end up working out, but that was his vision. And he did what he had to do to make it happen. And I just remember that in that moment being like, wow, like, how does he even think to do this stuff? And he gets that question all the time as he coaches and leads other leaders. They're like, wow, like, how did you even think of this? And he's just got this really great ability to have a strong vision and pursue it. And I've been able to live with him and build a life with him. So I've learned a lot from him. Um, but it didn't, it didn't and doesn't always come naturally to me like it does to him. So I remember like over the last 10 years or whatever it's been that him and I have been together, getting into these phases of my life where I was like really unhappy. And he would be like, okay, why are you unhappy? What do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know why I'm unhappy. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I want to do. And he, <laughs> he would be like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't understand how he just always knew what he wanted and where he was going. And he didn't understand why I didn't know what I was doing and where I was wanting to go. And so he would ask me questions that he would learn like through his business and his leadership trainings. And <laughs> I would have the most ridiculous answers. And looking back, I can tell it's because I wasn't committed to my own vision. I was picking up on everybody else's visions for their life and applying it to myself. So an example, and I'm not saying that I regret any of the things that I've done, but this is a big one. 
that a lot of people do and fall into. And, you know, some people do it and they're completely happy with it. Like my dad has done this life and he's completely happy with it. And I know several people and several friends who have done it. But when we get out of high school, the vision for most people, the goal, the dream is to go to college, get a job, buy a house, get married, have kids, and hopefully be able to retire one day. Okay. I started off like that. Like I literally did it. Okay. I went to college right out of, well, I was, I graduated a year early, so I took some time off. Um, but I graduated with my bachelor's degree by the time I was 21. I had some kids. I was basically married. Um, we had a house, we were doing all that. And I was still really unhappy. It's not like I was like a downer every day. I was still positive and like, you know, taking care of things, but I wasn't satisfied. Hey, Stephanie, I wasn't satisfied and I wasn't happy. And it would lead to these cycles of me getting really internally frustrated and complaining to my husband about like, I don't ever get to do anything for myself. Like I feel like a, that Katy Perry song, like a plastic bag drifting through the wind. Like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know where I'm going. I don't feel like I can do it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. And it was a really bad cycle. And he would like, he was always really patient with it. He was always like, okay, like write down what you want to do. And I remember one time he like asked me, like, if you could do anything, if you could do anything at all, like, like time and money and family stuff and nothing is going to stand in your way of doing it, what would you do? And my answer guys, my answer was get a tattoo, get a tattoo. Because that's how much I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. Okay. That was where I was at. Like I had, my vision was so small that my life goal was to get a tattoo. Okay. I just didn't have a vision. I didn't know where I was wanting to go. And eventually I started like piecing it together. Like I would watch him build his businesses. I would watch him move us across the country multiple times and watch and kind of like piece together like oh that's why he was doing that like that's why he was going here that's why he was making these connections that's why he every day he was showing up for this type of work and working with these people and helping these kinds of people and it's all for this bigger vision that he has for us and himself us as a family and for himself and this bigger vision like all of these tiny well, some of them were tiny, some of them were pretty big, things are working him toward this vision of this life that he wants for himself and his family. And so then I was watching him and I started watching other people, like friends, um, friends that I had, like influencers online, just lots of people. And (laughs) So this is when we were in Florida that I started like piecing this together and in Idaho and I would watch them and be like, I see where they're going. Like I see what they are doing and I see where it is taking them. I want to do that too. So I would see like, for example, like I would have friends in network marketing companies and I would be like, they have this big vision to create financial and time freedom for their family and they're doing it in this way. So I want to do that. And it didn't work out because they were doing things that aligned with their personal values and skill sets and things that they were good at. 
to get there, but it didn't line up with what I was good at. Um, so I'd be like, <laughs> oops, he would, when he would like ask what I want to do, I'd be like, I want to be a beach body coach because this lady does it really well. And I was like getting, and I can look back and see it for what it was, but I was like getting closer and closer to creating this vision of what I actually wanted to do. And the reason that I was never successful with creating that vision and finding the steps that I actually needed to take to get there is because I was just trying to do what everybody else was doing. I was pursuing their vision. I was pursuing their expectations. I was pursuing their goals and not aligning it with what I wanted to do and, and with what I'm good at. So <laughs> step number one, all that to say is that you have to commit to your own vision. Okay. And you probably don't know what that is. Maybe you do. Maybe you have an idea of what that is. Maybe you feel like you're finally going in the right direction toward figuring out what that is for you, but you're not quite there yet. Or maybe you know exactly what it is and you're just listening to this for new bits of information and insight. All are great. Like no matter where you're at, listen to it and hear it and take it in. But you have to be committed to your own vision, not society's vision, not your family's vision, not your spouse's vision, not whatever other vision you could be picking up on that's not your own. You have to commit to your own, your own vision. Sorry, I'm trying to read my notes because my pen was dying. I can't really read them, but the vision is whatever your vision is for what you want for your life, for what you want to do, for how you want to contribute to the world. You can't set goals that will be successful or goals that you're going to commit to until you have that vision because you have your goals are all the tiny pieces of that vision. Your goals are all the little things that have to get done and the things that you have to do and the things that you have to learn and the people that you have to connect with and the, whatever it is that you have to build in order to create that vision. So you have to kind of reverse engineer it. You have to start at the end. Like, what do I actually want? And that's a scary question to ask because you're likely going to have to face feelings of being the weird one, being rejected, um, being the one who is weird, not being accepted by the people that you want to be accepted by. Maybe you discover that your family doesn't approve of the life that you want. Maybe you find that several of your friends don't approve of the life that you want. Maybe your spouse doesn't approve of the life that you want. You're going to have to be bold enough to be like, it's my life. This is what I want. Take it come with me or don't like, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, yeah. Lindsay says vision first, the goals follow. Yeah. You have to have the vision first. You have to know where you're going first. <laughs> you have to know where you're going. And Lindsay is in the clutter free motherhood challenge or not challenge the course that we're doing right now. And I just sent them an email yesterday about this. Like, if you don't know where you're going, you're just going to be, you're like walking aimlessly. <laughs> Why would you spend all of your time and energy walking somewhere, not even knowing where you're going, right? You want to pick a destination, pick where you want to be, and then take the steps to get there, figure out what's, what the steps are to get there. Um, okay. So that's the first step, step is that you really have to commit to your vision. You have to figure out what that is. I mean, you're gonna have to try things. You're gonna have to 
follow people. You're going to have to get to know people. You're going to have to get inspired by other people. Take what resonates with you. Take what you think would be a good fit for you and what you actually want and leave what's not. And you'll, you'll get there. It just takes time. Now, the second piece of this is that it's going to take effort. Okay. It's going to take effort to make that vision reality. It's easy to just be complacent and drift through life. It is easier on the surface to do that. It is easier on the surface to spend two hours a day watching Netflix instead of spending an hour working out because you want to lose weight and then spending another hour building a business because you want to build a business. It's easier on the surface to watch Netflix because you don't have to face all those things that you're actually wanting to do. You don't have to do the work. You don't have to be like fearful of being rejected while you're watching Netflix. Netflix isn't going to judge you, but maybe instead of spending two hours watching Netflix, you decide to go spend an hour working out and maybe your body gets really tired and it hurts and you don't make progress as quickly as you liked. And that's a lot more scary to do than watch Netflix. Facebook is my Netflix. Yeah, Michelle, or yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Netflix, whatever vice it is that you are using to not do the things that are going to get you to where you want to be because they're safe. They're safe. They don't hurt to do <laughs> until all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, how is this my life? Like that hurts more than doing the thing. But maybe, and because we talk about decluttering all the time, maybe your goal is to declutter your house and it's easier to sit on Facebook and watch Netflix or drink too much wine or whatever it is instead of doing the decluttering because then you don't have to worry about having those difficult conversations with your spouse or, those, or with your, your kids or being the weirdo in your circle of friends who's throwing away all of her excess and downsizing her house. Like, you see what I mean? Like, it's going to take effort and it's on the surface going to appear harder, but I promise you in the long run, it is so much easier, so much better, so much happier, so much more fulfilling to do that kind of stuff, to live the life that you actually want to live instead of being complacent and putting a bandaid on it with Facebook or Netflix or whatever it is <laughs> that you are distracting yourself from, right? The work or the magic you're seeking is in the work you're avoiding. So stop avoiding the work. Sierra says, I feel like I've always wanted two separate lives, my mom and my family life. And my, what do I want to do with my life vision? It's totally different. And I feel stuck in the middle trying to enjoy my mom life. And then I feel like a bad mom. Okay. I get that too. And that was a big part of my struggle too. And I do think that you can have both. I think you should have both. I think we're trained by society. This is what they tell us that we, this is what I was talking about. You need to have your own vision. Society tells us that we have to either have a mom life or we need to have a, another life. And one of them has to come first. And one of them has to be more important. We see it all the time when we're like, stay at home moms, do the hardest work. No working moms do the hardest work. Like that's the message that we're sent is that you have to pick one or the other. And one is more important than the other. And I personally believe that you can have both. And I did experience having both. Um, when I was a working mom working outside of the home, I felt satisfied in my career 
and in my friend life and in my mom life. And I talk about this in the motherhood simplified course guys. So if you guys aren't in that course, get in that course. Cause I go really deep into this, but I was deeply satisfied in all areas of my life when I was working outside of the home and having kids. I had two kids there and my stepson at the time. And, but there's also been seasons of my life where I feel like I have to pick and choose and then I'm satisfied in neither of them. And I've also stayed at home and been miserable and hated it because I felt like I was choosing to stay home instead of pursue something that I really wanted, which was a career. And then I felt guilty for that. So I was miserable in that role. And then after I had Kaylee, I knew that I was going to be staying at home and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wasn't working with my husband. I hadn't started this blog yet. I was just staying home with her and I was deeply satisfied in that role. And I didn't feel like I was missing out on creating a career for myself or being at work. Um, so I know that was kind of long winded, but my point is that we are told either directly or indirectly that we have to pick or choose. We can't have both. We can't be good at both. We have to choose one over the, over the other. And I don't believe that at all. I don't believe it at all because I, I've, I've been in all kinds of roles. I've, I've been pretty lucky to experience all these kinds of roles of working outside of the home, working from home, not working at all. Um, because that's the pace of our life. But, um, I know what you mean, Sierra. I know what you mean. Um, but where's my little ampersand? It's over there. You can have it all. I have a little thing on my desk and ampersand, you know, that means, and because you can have it all. You can have your own life and your mom life. Anyway, got off on a tangent. Sorry. Um, so it's going to take effort. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be super easy all the time. But when you have this bigger vision, and maybe that bigger vision is to have your own life and your mom life, you, your commitment level is higher. Okay. So your commitment level all of a sudden goes from like nothing to like, I guess we'll just figure it out and I'll just exist and be okay with this until something comes along and fixes it self and spoiler alert. Like that's never going to happen. You're going to have to do something to make it happen, but you will be committed to that until it happens or until there's a plot twist and it changes. Right. And you decide that maybe this isn't what I want, or maybe you decide that you've done it and it was good and now you want something else. So you're either going to be committed to it and you're going to put in the effort to make it happen for yourself until it's your reality or until you decide that you want something else. Okay. And I think that's what James and I have been really good at is like knowing what we're going to do next and doing it until it doesn't make sense anymore which is a part of why we move so often. He has always had this bigger vision of like creating an empire, very big scale, which is why we've moved so much. Um, so that's, that's a big part of why we move so much, but that's also why I quit teaching. I had a season of like two years where I was teaching out and working outside of the home. I was really satisfied in that. I loved getting to learn about Montessori and refining my skills as a teacher. I loved that my kids had a great place to go to during the day while I was doing that. 
and I was satisfied in my home life. And then I got to a point where I was like, I'm not happy doing this anymore. I need to do something different. So I did it until I wanted something else. And then I had to figure out what that something else was. I didn't know what it was. Um, but I hope that's making sense. Let's see. Lindsay says, what do you do when you have no vision? Like there's things that I would like to do or think I might be good at, but nothing has actually clicked where I have passion towards it. Just keep trying it. So, um, just keep trying a lot of things. I've told you guys before that I had three blogs before this that failed, that failed and they failed because they weren't what I really wanted to do. They weren't really my vision. They were what I thought my vision should be. So like my first blog, and I actually just got a notification for it the other day. One of the blogs was called, what was it called? It was called purposeful, no, productive parenting. That was the name of my first blog. And I just got an email that was like, do you want to renew productive parenting? And I was like, F no, I do not want to renew that. That time of my life sucked. I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> um, but at the time I thought I was going to enjoy it. So I tried it. So I started a blog called productive parenting. I don't even remember what I wrote about or what it was. Um, but I didn't enjoy it. So a few months in, I was, I just, it fizzled out and I just stopped doing anything with it. Then I did one that was like a preschool home parenting hybrid blog. I think it was called like practical parenting or something. I can't remember. Um, but I was like, this is what I have to do. Like I have to do something like this because I got my degree in this and I taught for so long. So clearly the only thing that makes sense for me to do is parenting and teaching stuff, um, which I learned after my next blog, which was like a, a combination of like healthy living and parenting blog that I didn't want anything to do with parenting. And I am pretty upfront with you guys about that because I've learned after three failed blogs that I don't want to be a parenting expert. I don't want to answer parenting questions. I don't want to be that go-to person for other people's parenting problems. Um, but I tried three times, Lindsay, thinking that was my vision, thinking I could be good at it or it might, I might be successful at it only to realize that I really sucked at it. I didn't enjoy it. I had no passion surrounding it. Um, so I hope that answers your question. You just have to try a bunch of different things. Like I said, there was preschool stuff. There was parenting stuff. There was healthy living stuff, like organic, like natural living stuff. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I worked with James. Um, I did love that, but then after having Kaylee, it didn't make sense anymore. I really did love working with him. I loved recruiting. I loved getting to know people. I loved building a team with him. Um, and I think that's part of like what I do in here too. Like I, I, I kind of like the motherhood simplified group is basically a big team. It's a big community of people. And that's exactly what we did in our recruiting process. Like we recruited people who we thought would be a good part of our community of our team. And that's a, a lot of what I do here too. So I learned that through recruiting. I learned that through recruiting, I love to, I love to get to know people. I love to pull out. <laughs> if you guys have ever been in group coaching with me, like I love to push people around their comfort zones. I like to pull out their best qualities. I love to shine a light on the things that 
they're doing very well, the things that they are succeeding at. And I love to call people out on maybe what they could do differently or maybe what they could do better or maybe things that they could change. And not in a mean way, but I really do enjoy that. And I learned that I like to do that through the recruiting process that James and I did together. Um, and I like to, I like to help people can succeed. I like to help people help themselves, which is a, another part of what we did in our recruiting process and team building process. We like to help people who want to help themselves, give them like the steps and the tools and encouragement and support and everything that they need to get there. So, um, those are little things that I've learned along the way, just by trying different things and taking what I like and leaving what I don't like. Okay. I loved as a teacher, even I looking back, that's what I love to do. I didn't necessarily love <laughs> Sarah says, call me out more. I didn't necessarily love teaching to be honest. I didn't. What I loved was teaching the teachers. What I loved was coaching the teachers. What I loved was going into the classrooms with the teachers. And I've touched on this a little bit before and being like, this is what you could do differently inside of your classroom and how it would help. And that's what I loved about teaching. It wasn't, it, I know that sounds terrible to say as a teacher, go ahead and judge me teachers. I didn't really love the act of teaching the kids. I loved the act of coaching the other teachers and helping them succeed in their teaching. I was a great teacher. I was very good at it, but I think that's why I enjoyed coaching other teachers because I could teach them what I had figured out. Just like I do in here. I have figured things out for myself and then I teach you guys, okay? So anyway, I feel like I'm talking too much about myself. So we are going to go to the comments real quick. And then I just have a couple, actually I have like one last thing and it's pretty small. That I will add to this. Um, Michelle says, after decluttering, things happened, and I'm now a stay-at-home mom, and I enjoy it so much more after decluttering and being able to enjoy life a lot more. I have also been able to focus on relationships more. Yes, I, I didn't know you were staying home. That's super cool. Um, and it is so much easier, and it did make me enjoy my time as a stay-at-home mom way better too. Um, just because the same. I don't want to do anything. Is that bad? I would love to be a video game tester, but with all the high tech games, my little kids would get playing. I'm such a weirdo. Okay. Jessica, I love that too, because I've had a couple moms go through the motherhood simplified course and say the same thing. Like, what if I don't want to do anything else? What if I just want to be home? That is amazing. And you should do that. Nobody should feel pressured to have a side hustle or to build a blog or to build a business or to have a career. Like if your heart is being at home with your kids and focusing all you've got on that, do it and do it without guilt. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and like I said, like after I had Kaylee, that's what I wanted. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much because I didn't want to help with recruiting with my husband. I wanted to focus on my baby who was my last baby I wanted to be with her and I wanted to spend time with her and I wanted to be totally present with her. I didn't want to focus on building a blog or building a side hustle. Obviously I did eventually. I, I, like I said, you do it until things change for yourself. Eventually something changed for me and I wanted to pursue more and I did, but I pursued it until it changed for me. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like nobody should be like, I need to do more because that is you trying to live out 
not your vision, but somebody else's vision, um, which is never going to get you. It's never going to make you happy if you're trying to live somebody else's vision. Um, Sarah says, I feel stuck between stuck in between seasons. Currently I'm trying to make my home more mine. Yes. That is a great point too, because <laughs> once you're in that place of like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, this is what I'm working towards. This is what I want. I've got it. And then maybe it starts to change. And <laughs> And then it's always a little bit uncomfortable where you're like trying to figure out that new normal. Um, Lindsay says, can you just be my life coach? Well, you're in the courses. So, and somebody else said that the other day too. If you're in the courses, guys, that's basically what it is. Okay. It's basically life coaching with the, with a, like a fancy little mask of decluttering or motherhood simplified. But honestly, all of this stuff that we're doing <laughs> applies to your life. It's basically life coaching. Um, so. I already am, Lindsay. You're in the courses. You have all of them. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so the last little part of my notes, because it's getting kind of long, then we're going to hang up and I'll see you guys tomorrow. But how do I say this? Action creates motivation. Okay. So a lot of times we get stuck in this like cycle of like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't, I don't, I don't have a vision, right? I don't have a vision. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I, what I want to be, blah, 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 all these things. And it's because you're just sitting there saying over and over, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I am. I'm feeling stuck. <laughs> I don't know what I want. And unless you do something, unless you take action, you're never going to figure it out. Unless you do something that looks totally ridiculous and stupid, and doesn't work out and actually does fail or actually does blow up in your face, maybe you're never going to get closer to, to figuring out what that vision is that you want, right? So you have to take action. Action itself gives you motivation. Action itself gives you clarity, gives you answers, gives you direction. But sitting there thinking it over and over, telling yourself how stuck you are, how little vision you have, you're going to stay stuck in there unless you do something. I also signed up to be a doula at one point, um, wanted to go to nursing school, ultimately didn't do that, which was a good decision for both the doula thing and the midwife school. Um, what else did I want to do? Um, a lot of weird things, a lot of weird things. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Lizzie says you have to fail to succeed. You have to fail to succeed. You do. And after you've failed a bunch of times, then you appreciate your success a lot more. It's hard to balance my goals and my partner's. Yes, I get that too. I get that too. And I think when James and I do an episode, we'll talk about that. But I mean, you can't just stop all of your goals for somebody else's because you're going to end up resentful. You're going to end up unhappy. Um, and I used to think that I had to sacrifice everything for everybody else. Looking back, that's not true. But also looking back, I wish I would have realized that the time of me making sacrifices because we had small kids and because we were moving across the country and because we were working toward this bigger vision as a family, it's not like he was just pursuing his own things. He was doing things for our family it was really short. Um, oh, and you say, yeah, especially with the littles. Um, it was really short. It was really short, like looking back that season of like 
being limited in what I could and wanted to do outside of the home because of my small kids was really short. That season of like dropping my entire business that was established in Alaska and doing really well so that we could pursue his career was very short. And because we were working towards bigger vision as a family, like I kind of wish that I could have gone back and given him a little bit of grace and given myself a little bit of grace and seen it in a little bit differently. But, you know, if I had known it all back then, it wouldn't have been as impactful as it is today. But looking back, I'm like, okay, like bigger vision for the family. For the family, yes, they were small sacrifices, sometimes big sacrifices. Like I said, a business that I left behind that was making eight to $10,000 a month was a big sacrifice. <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, in the big picture, in the big vision, there we go, wrapping it up, the bigger vision that we had for our family, it was a really short amount of time. It was a really small sacrifice for that bigger vision that we have. Um, so if you guys are in the motherhood simplified course, like I said, by the end of the week, I should have all of that content up there so that you can get into the vision board, the vision creating system that I'm creating for you on how we've actually done it, how I've actually done it. We'll be inside of that course later this week. You can always, of course, get into it and do it whenever you want, but also know that in the beginning of July, I don't have the official dates yet, probably the second week, in, week of July, like the, um, the week of July 8th, I will be doing a group coaching session on this so that I can walk you guys through it, do another group coaching session, get you guys back into the course, back on track and all that good stuff um, at the beginning of July. And if you want to be a part of that, get into the course. Um, you get access to the course for life. Do it forever. It's designed to go through your entire season of motherhood with you and with this new vision board creating portion of the course. It's something that goes beyond your motherhood as well. It goes into like you and what you actually want and how to create that and how to prioritize it and how to make it happen. So that's it for today. Got a lot of other work I got to do, finish my meal prepping, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode.
Before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.